Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Father, we come to you tonight again, and we thank you for this great privilege that we have, O oh God, of being in this service. We thank you, Father, for Christian education. We thank you for this church and for this pastor and these people and these families that have recognized the value and the great need of Christian training and education for our children. Father, we praise you because we live in this great country of America where we have this freedom and this liberty to exercise these practices that we're going to see here tonight in this service. So bless us now, Lord. Bless the staff. Bless Brother Wiley. Bless Brother Hughes. Bless everyone that takes part in this service tonight, all of these students. And help us all to realize, Father, that we're doing the greatest thing that can be done for our students and trying to prepare them not only for the things of this life, but also for the things of life to come. Be with us now, Lord. Bless everyone that's here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, and we give you the praise for it. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Nineteen eighty nine has been a milestone in my life. In January, when I began my studies in a Christian school, I didn't realize what a difference it would make in my life or in the lives of these other young people who have become my friends. Time will not permit me to tell you of all we have gained in such a short while, but I feel that we have put together a program that will be both enlightening and entertaining, and will also let you see the sparkle of Christian young people as well as Christian education. And now on behalf of all the students and faculty of Landmark Christian Academy, I would like to say we're so glad you came to be with us and we hope you enjoy your evening. We'd like to say along with Brother Ray J that we appreciate you coming to be with us whether you're a parent, whether you are kin folks, or whether you are visitors, friends, whoever you are, we appreciate you coming to be a part of our program tonight. And also in making these recognitions tonight, we'd like to recognize our school board that has given us their total cooperation in helping us to have a Christian school and helping us to operate a Christian school in the manner that we have that has been so much harmony that it has made it much easier on us all, everyone that has been involved. And we appreciate that kind of cooperation out of men that has a mind to do something for the Lord. And not only that, but something to do, uh, ha that has a mind to do something for their young people and the young people of this community. And we'd also like to mention the monitors that have so freely given of their time and put their efforts into it. 
And I told them when we were doing our uh, preliminary work, getting ready to begin the school, and we had an orientation period, and I said, being a monitor in a Christian school is a thankless job. If you want recognition, you may as well go home because you won't get any. And not very many people will ever tell you you're doing a good job. But I'd like to say tonight, they've done a good job. And we've heard the term used, you know, by some people that uh, women are not supposed to work. And, uh, well, I suppose most women would probably say amen to that, but uh, I feel this way about it. Our Christian school is part of our ministry, and so if you are going to classify it in such uh, a way as a woman is not supposed to work in it, well then, I feel that a woman should not ought to teach Sunday school class either, because... Uh, I don't think you can separate a Christian school from the ministry of the church. <clears throat> and so that being the case, I feel like that our monitors have been blessed especially of God. <clears throat> uh, I couldn't give them any uh, monetary uh, reimbursements for what they've done. <clears throat> Neither could the church. But they haven't asked for any. They have done this willingly as unto the Lord. And so then I feel that their blessings come from the Lord also. But I would just like to extend to them my appreciation and to tell you that they have labored hard. Now you may hear some uh, more com comments about monitors tonight before this program's over, but just remember what I tell you, they have labored hard. And we would not want to leave out the parents in our uh, order of recognition tonight because uh, I've made this statement before, Brother Tommy, and I feel that it is a true statement that young people does not make a Christian school, but parents make a Christian school. Now, we can have young people here and not have cooperation from the parents, and we don't get the results that we do if we have cooperation from the parents. Now, I've worked it both ways, and I know which way it works and which way it doesn't work. But I'd like to say our parents have given us good cooperation, and we appreciate that very much. They have worked and labored way beyond that that has been asked of them, and even at times more than has been expected of them, they've still labored on. And I remember as a boy in school reading Robinson Crusoe, and he had a man named Friday. And if there ever has been a man named Friday, I've seen him. His name is Vernon McGrady. <laughs> Brother Vernon has been a big help to us. This is, is his equipment that is here tonight. He brought it in, set it up, and he's our engineer tonight uh, of this equipment. And, and that is appreciated very much has made so much difference in our practices, so much difference tonight. In fact, you in the back are hearing tonight because of this equipment. And, and we've listened all over this uh, building just about to see where it would pick up, and I think you will be able to hear. And we appreciate people that have really gone beyond that that has been asked of them in order to make Christian educating their children an easier job. And... 
Then that brings us down to the people who really count the most, and that is these young people that are sitting here tonight before us. And so we'd like to say to the parents in presenting these young people to this program tonight that I can remember back in January of this year when you placed in our trust this most prized possession of your, your young people. And I remember so well that chilly winter morning, all of them, varying sizes, varying ages, all coming in here, various goals and varying ambitions, but all with one thing in common, students of Christian education, students in a Christian school, some of them for the first time, all laboring in a common endeavor, and tonight you're going to see the first fruits of their labor. And I'd like to point out a few things to you. You're going to recognize some definite signs of being nervous. Probably recognize that right here. And you will, I'm sure, detect a few mistakes. You will also notice in some a work yet unfinished. But in all of them, I feel that you will see the hand of work of God through Christian education. Now, that's what we want you to look for. They are young people proud of their school and proud of what they have accomplished because of it. And they want to make you proud also. And before this program is over, some of you will have smiled while others will have shed some tears. And some of you, like myself, will have done both. But all of you, I feel, are going to be more thankful to God for what He is doing for your young people. And after this week, we are committing them back to you for the summer. And as we do, I feel confident they will bless you and your home more than you have ever known. So keep committed to the cause and expect the best of them. And your blessing will grow and grow in years to follow. And now, the students of Landmark Christian Academy.
23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thou art my staff, they comfort me. Thou art first taken before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou art once my head of oil, my cup runs over. Surely gives to mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. exercise in my life that has proved to do good. Some facts about Christian education. Christian education as we know it is but a teenager. Only 15 years old in fact. But in that short 15 years it has grown into a giant. ACE curriculum is used in over 5,000 schools around the world. While public schools languish in poor academics, record dropout rates, and cesspools of drugs and crime, Christian education has proved that it can indeed academically educate young people. Statistics compiled in the most recent nationwide survey indicate that while public schools projected a 12-point level in 12 years, 
Christian education student, I tested into first year college level in both math and English. And another fact is that upon completion of study, nearly 100% are born again Christians. And each year, more Christian education graduates are going back into Christian education as educators. Another fact that may be of some interest to you is that over 90% of Quranic discipline problems within Christian schools are caused by the lack of parental cooperation with school officials. In summing up these facts about Christian education, I would like to add this comment. If you are in doubt about what Christian education is doing for young people, just learn the facts. The record of Christian education is a testimony unto itself. <laughs> In Christian education, we learn many things that help us to prepare for life. We learn good work habits, solid character traits, and how to become strong leaders, among other things. And this brings us to the subject we'd like to talk about tonight. In early spring, we went on a field trip to the state capitol. We entered the building from the south. Brother Wiley stopped our group at the bottom of 40 pink marble steps. We're ready to enter the building, he said. I will go before you, and you will follow me up these steps. Inside, he said, there's some more steps. I'll go ahead of you, and you'll follow me up all the way to the top. He led the way, sometimes taking two steps at a time. Almost as quick as an elevator, we were standing in rotunda on the fourth floor. No sooner had we arrived until he said, return to the first floor, and I'll meet you there. Back down we went, getting lost on the way, but finally arriving at our destination. In a matter of a minute or two, Brother Wally walked up and said, we're ready to schedule our cheer. I thought about all those steps. 96 and all, and how we all followed him up. Without a question, back down, just because he said go, and no one seemed to complain. And then I remembered something that he had told us earlier. In order to be a strong leader, you must be a faithful follower. And then I thought of the scripture, be followers of me, as I'm a follower of Christ. And here is what it means to me. If I can learn how to follow, I will know how to lead. I followed Brother Wallace those 96 steps, because I was asked, not knowing where I was going. But now because I followed him up, I can lead someone else up. And if I learn to follow Jesus, I can lead someone else to him also. So I have learned a good lesson in becoming a strong leader. I have already traveled the first 96 steps. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I've worked for all my life. And I had to start again. Just my family and my wife I thank my God above To be living here today All the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that Next 
means to me. I woke up early that Friday morning with an excitement I never thought I'd feel just thinking about coming to a Christian school. In fact, it was nothing like the dread I'd felt just days before. One night, Daddy told us, they're starting a Christian school over at Landmark. So what? That didn't mean anything to me at the time, but as the days wore on, I began to realize that that Christian school was going to be a major factor in my life. I was going to be a student there. And I hated that thought, because you see, my education has always meant a lot to me. And I just really didn't think I could get one at a Christian school. But I was so wrong. In the public school, I had a lot of limits. I was limit limited to the classes I took and to the pace I ran. I sat through so many classes going over things I'd learned a long time ago. There was no challenge to a lot of the work I did. So much of it was explained on a grade school level. Yes. I can see now that it was at times quite boring. Gradually, my eyes have been opened to some facts about Christian education. It isn't what most people think it is. Christian education has no limits. It knows no bounds. And everything I do is a challenge. That's a fact. What is Christian education? Is it Christian or is it education? What it ought to be in. Some people have said you don't get no education in a Christian school. But when we're getting Christian, it's all Christian. How to live, pray, testify, and give service to God. But when we're getting education, it's all academics. Math, science, English, history, and it all has to be spelled right too. So when someone asks the question, do they mix? The answer is sure they do. You can't separate them. So Christian education is just that. Learning how to live a daily Christian life and a Christian young person, learning how to do math, science, history, and use good English. So please don't say you don't get no education in Christian school because it's not so. And besides, it's not good English. Remember when school first started? All those flags and how long they stayed up. Yeah. No, we didn't have any flags at first. Remember? We used our hands. And we held them up for a long time. So long did all the color run out of our fingernails. And we could feel a little tingly sensation in our fingers. 
and we wiggled them back and forth to exercise them. Boy, were those flags ever a luxury. But they did create some problems, because one flag means one thing, and the other one means something else. So sometimes I'm still exercising those fingers, scratching my head. This time trying to decide which flag to put up for what. But now it's time for school to be out, and we have all summer to forget about all those horrible things and to remember how much fun we've had because school really has been fun. Let me start all over. I hate English and English hates me. 
You mean a school key by Evergreen. It's based on birds. I can really be fine. It's helping making a mind. Just look at my face and you'll see. It's a school key and it's all the answers up to me. So I score and figure away in my breath. But see, I don't believe because all my mind. So at this point, you probably see that I hate English and English hates me. I mean, it's quirky that I ever agree. I understand that it takes not easy. Sometimes I fought for a while. But God got me and left with beauty. He gave me the sunshine. He gave me a smile. He gave me the sunshine and he gave me God didn't make me to play baseball and I never ran across a country mile. But he gave me a song to bless someone. He gave me the sunshine. He gave me a smile. He lets me smell flowers in springtime. He gave me access, beauty, and style. He gave me his love and his blessings. He gave me the sunshine. He gave me a smile. He gave me, he gave me a family that loves me and friends who are faithful and true. He gave me a heart to be thankful and praise Jesus. I truly thank you. Monitors. Monitors are good and monitors are kind. And monitors like ours are hard to find. They have a fault that I see, not just one or two or three. They're very poor seeing flags, but they see perfect if it's something bad. I put my flag up at 10.45 and carefully took notice of this. And when a monitor came, could you believe it was already 10.56? Once a monitor came in a hurry, oh how, oh how could this be? She signed her initials that looked just like dentures and it took me three minutes to read. But the Wiley says that they will learn in just a few months. He says that it is just inexperience. So I'll be patient and wait it out, for that's the reason without a doubt. <laughs>
as we know it tonight. Sister Nikki referred to it as being uh, only a teenager. Well, I guess you could say he helped bring the teenager into existence. And we're glad to have him with us tonight to preach our first school exercise at Landmark Christian Academy. We want him to come now and obey the Lord, Brother Danny Hughes. church just seven days ago today I'm impressed I'm really impressed thank God thank God if you're here tonight and you have had doubts about Christian education or if you're here tonight and you still are not sure about it. Or if you're here tonight and you're just plumb stubborn and ain't or isn't or aren't going to accept it, I want to preach. Our responsibility to train our young people in the fear and admiration of the Lord. We say it, that we do it on midweek service and on Sunday morning, and we give the humanists, and we give the atheists 35 to 40 hours a week of the minds of our children. And we try to do it in three and four hours. Holiness people are smarter than that. Come on. All right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. And I'm glad for this school. I appreciate men and women who have a vision for Christian education. I have to talk just a little before I get started. That I don't know. I might be something I should have never got started doing, but I just always have kind of done that. But I was thinking as the students were going through the program tonight, I was thinking about Mrs. Grant and Mrs. Caldwell and Dan Bruffett and Mr. Mowry. Now, none of you all know them, but they were teachers and principals at Buffalo, Missouri. 
And they would not believe that this is my fourth meeting to preach in education this year. For see, I was one of those students, and I don't say this proudly, but I was one of those students who was part of the rough crowd. But there's been a change in me. God found the diamond. Oh, it was in the rust. But he started working on it. Amen. And that was by the grace of God. But I feel like the Lord, I was 25 years old when God found it. But I think we can find them a lot younger. And we can start polishing them a lot sooner. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And I believe that's what we're doing here tonight. Amen. I, I enjoy, I'm a disciplinarian. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not bashful about that. And I'm not ashamed of that. And I want the young brother to know I enjoy his part about discipline. Until you learn to follow a leader, a pastor, and since we don't get involved in Egypt or in the, the government education anymore, then your pastor is just about, in your education and in your spiritual life, he's just about the one you need to learn to submit yourself to authority to. And if we don't learn that, if we don't learn that, we'll never, we'll never be pleasing and be what we could be for God until we learn that principle of following. Amen. And uh, so I'd like to encourage you young people, follow that man or that woman whom God gives you, whether it's your monitors or your pastor or your principal, your supervisor, you learn to be obedient. Amen. I believe it will start at home. I believe home was the first institution that God established. Amen. And I believe that it will start at home. Amen. And I believe that it will carry on down through years. You won't be able to tell your children that you've got to mind me and you've got to do what I say and then see you not follow those who have authority over you. Hello. Hello out there. We better preach a little. In John the 8th chapter, I really was having a battle getting something for tonight. I'm probably more nervous than any of you. My <laughs> wife said, now they're going to have a long program, 15, 20 minutes will be fine. Brother Wally, I think, told you somewhere around 45, 50 minutes. I'll try to get somewhere in between. <laughs> Amen. But 
The Lord just dropped this in my heart. It's not, it's not new, but the Lord just, just gave this to me, and I was walking down the hallway, and I said to my wife, I don't remember just what she was doing, but I said, pray God. And she said, what? I said, I just got what I don't want. <laughs> Amen. I tell you, I appreciate the Lord doing those kind of things for us. Amen. Uh, if this is supposed to be real formal, Brother Wally, I'm sorry because I'm just not very formal. <laughs> Amen. And we'd just like to take a few minutes and we'd just like to, to preach to you. It said in verse 32 of the 8th chapter, it said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make ye free. If, that verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Lord, we do love you tonight, and we ask that, that you will help us, Lord, here for a few minutes, God, to say the things that you would have us to say to this people, Lord, we pray, God, that you would help us to minister, Lord, uh, and, Lord, to, to uh, just be able to encourage and to say something, Lord, that will be a strength to this people. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen and Amen. A little over 200 years ago, there were groups of men who had made up their minds that they would not allow themselves to be brought back under the leadership of Great Britain or England, and that they would no longer be dictated to in how they could worship God and how they could not worship God. These men knew what it was going to cost them to do what they were about to do. These men knew that it could very well take their lives. These men knew that it could very possibly call, cause their families to be uh, taken back to England. Maybe cause loved ones in England to be persecuted. To know that uh, a part of their family was involved in this revolution. I thought one man stood and he said, remarks that we know well of him. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. These men had came to a point in their life that they wanted a nation, they wanted a people that could worship God and to be what God, they felt that God wanted them to be without someone dictating a state church and saying you will worship God in this matter or you will not worship God. And so uh, uh, we had the start of this nation. I thought uh, many of those men who signed that Declaration of Independence uh, uh, many of them were wealthy men, but they ended up penniless, every last one of them. Amen. Why? They made a sacrifice for freedom. It cost them 
a great deal. I mean, it was, uh, it was not free in the sense that uh, uh, there wasn't something that had to be done to obtain it. Amen. We call it free America. We call it uh, uh, the land of the free, the land of the brave. But can I tell you tonight, America did not become free because it did not cost anything. But America became free because there was some men and there was some women that was willing to take a stand and they were willing to whatever it would cost them, uh, whether it be monetary, uh, whether it be lies uh, uh, or whatever it might be, that they were willing to pay that so that they could worship God like they wanted to worship God. Now, contrary to the liberal theology you get today, and contrary to the things that you read in history books today, I want to tell you one of the major issues in America was the freedom to worship God to the dictate of our own hearts. Amen. They would like to tell us that was not really an issue of the founding of this country. They'd like to tell us that most of these men were not even Christian or born again. I don't know them, but I have read some statements that some of these men had made. And I will tell you, somewhere they had God in the back of their mind when they began to establish this country for the Lord. We're talking about free America tonight. Amen. We're talking about a nation that was born a little over 200 years ago. Amen. We're talking about a nation that became great. You want to know why America was great? Because America had a great God. Right. Amen. Right. And America flourished. And America grew, and she became one of the major powers in the world. Not because she had the most land, far, far from that, but because she had a great God that guided her and led her and directed her paths in the way that she should go. Amen. For see, the Bible said, to know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. And the Bible tells us, uh, here tonight, uh, uh, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. And America knew uh, that faith in God Almighty was the way to real freedom. Amen. And can I tell you that America uh, did not start her decline uh, just uh, uh, a few years ago, 25, 30, uh, 40 years ago, America did not start her decline uh, without leaving God. Amen. But when America began to leave God, and America began to legislate God out of the schools, and America began to legislate God out of the lives of people, America began to become an immoral nation. Amen. America has went through a great turmoil. It seemed that a few years ago that 
the liberals had this thing, Brother Tolliver, just exactly where they wanted it. It seemed like a few years ago that the liberals were going to do and say and they were going to dictate and be just exactly the way they wanted it to be and if they had their say about it, every fundamental believer, whether of what faith or denomination that fundamental believer might be of, that they would uh, either be cut off in one manner or another, and that was the heart and the pride of the, uh, of the liberal movement uh, is to do away with those conservative uh, fundamental believers. Amen. And that seemed like that it was just going to be accomplished. Amen. But there were some men in this nation, uh, and there were some people uh, that got hold of the vision, uh, and there were some people that thought uh, that there might be a chance to turn this nation around. There might be a possibility and these people knew that it was not going to come cheaply. They knew that it was not going to be handed to them on a silver platter. And they knew there was going to be some things that had to be paid. They knew that there was going to be brethren in their own ranks that would criticize them and would run them down. That would say all kinds of things about them. Amen. And would give them all types of ridicule. Uh, within their own ranks, they knew uh, that they faced great obstacles uh, in the government because, see, the liberals had got a control of the government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Levi Rosner church was padlocked. I remember when a group of men gathered to pray in the church and the county sheriff came and bodily carried those men out of the church and set them on the sidewalk in the street and took a chain and run through the doors and padlocked the doors of that church. Where? In Moscow? No. no. But in the state of Ohio, in the United States of America, it happened. Amen. I remember when Lester Roloff was jailed. I remember that in one year, over 600 pastors was put in jail for what we have here tonight. Amen. It did not come cheaply to us tonight. We did not get a hold of this cheaply. I want you to know there's some men like Brother Tommy Tolliver and there's some other men spread across the country that got a hold of this vision a few years ago. And in their own rights, they were criticized. And in their own rights, they were said. And the next thing you know, they're going to be liberal, just like the rest of them. And the last can I tell you tonight, God stood with them because they had a good purpose and because they had a good vision. And that was to train the hearts and the minds of our children back in the fear and the adoration of God Almighty. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. I remember, I remember when my deacon 
had seven children. And he said, there's no way you may have got to vote in this church to start you a school, but you'll never see any one of my children in that school. Amen. And remember, when one of his daughters turned up having a child and had an abortion, trying to hide it from her parents, I remember when another one married a Herbert T. Armstrong follower. I remember when another one got mixed up and left home and moved away from the parents. I knew a young man got into trouble with the law. Oh, I wonder how many times he laid on his bed and said, what if I would have put him in that Christian school? Yes, what I'm trying to preach tonight is that this liberty and that this freedom that we're enjoying here tonight, it did not come to us without costing us something. I'm trying to say, I'm not saying, look what we went through. Lord forbid. I'm not trying to say, look what Brother Tommy and look what Brother Owen has gone through. I'm not trying to say that whatsoever. But I want you to know, I've only known the brother a couple of years, and I have still heard the criticism, and I have still heard the remarks about the school, and that's what they're trying to do. But can I tell you tonight, I believe that we've answered the call of God Almighty in one of the greatest needs that the church of the living God has ever had the challenge put to them. Amen. It does not come easy to carry it off. It does not come easy for the day-to-day routine. It's easy for Pentecostal and holiness people to get excited and to shout a little bit and to dance a little bit and to raise their hands and holler a little bit. Amen. But most of them to tell you, there's more to this Christian education than a shout. There's more to it than a dance. It's day in and it's day out. And it'll take somebody that'll sacrifice and work to see it go. It costs something. Oh, it's a great privilege. And it's a great freedom. But it'll cost something if we have it. If we enjoy it. If it becomes a blessing to our hearts and a blessing to our young people. And I believe that your eyes can tell you it has become a blessing. And it has been a blessing to our young people. Oh, can I tell you tonight, I'm glad for the harmony that I heard spoke of here. I'm glad for that. And I hope that it continues. Amen. I hope that the report comes year after year that there is great harmony. But can I tell you that it's not always Brother Tommy been that way. But can I tell you there's been parents that got bad because of the Johnny got a detention last week and they're just a pecking on him down there at that school. Come on now. Come on now. I mean, you know little Susie don't never do nothing wrong. You know, she's just as sweet as little thing as there is. And how could you expect my child to be mixed up in part of those who got into that little mischief and got corrected over it? Hello, are you still out there tonight? Amen. I want to tell you, it's a lot easier for a pastor to take a church and never start a Christian school and just pastor his church, visit the sick, visit a few little folks and try to get them in church, pray, and try to get a hold of 
I'm telling you this cost something. Just as this great nation costs the men and women something. Just as this great nation uh, that we're living in not a down on America. Even with the, I'm thinking, I, I forget the 28, 28 million abortions uh, since uh, the Wade uh, decision, Wade Road decision. I believe I heard just the other day uh, 28 million abortions uh, in this country. Uh, amen. Oh my. Uh, folks, can I tell you, if we turn it around, it's going to cost something. Amen. If we if we see that God tarries and God doesn't come for the church, amen, and we've got a few years here, can I tell you the hope of America and the hope of the church of God Almighty lies in you and I getting the hold of a vision to train our children in Christian education. Oh, it's easy to get a burden for Christian education. Now, you moms and you dads and you pastors, if you're here, you hang on for just a few minutes. I've been down the road a little ways. I'm no expert, but I've been down the road a little ways. It's easy. It's easy to have a burden when you got three or four children in school. Amen. But after they all graduate, then what's going to be your attitude towards the school? Well, can I just get by? That's the way it always did. I gave $15 a week to the school just to help them out every week. But now all of my children graduate. I'll just take my $15 back. Just as it 
Many of them, their lives, many of them, their finances, and God only knows what will be revealed in that day what it really cost to establish this country. And can I tell you that only God will know? I knew Brother Sullivan personally. I remember when he went to jail and he sat in jail week after week after week. Amen. I went to some of the meetings. I went to some of the rallies. I remember, I remember when he was put there. Why was he put there? Was he a criminal? Was he a robber? I mean, did he hold somebody up? Did he knock somebody in the head? Did he give someone a cut? And no. All he did was take a little old Baptist church and made up his mind he's going to have a Christian school in it. Amen. That's all he intended to do. And it cost him something. And I tell you, parents, the freedom we've got tonight and what we're enjoying tonight, there was some men that went before that had to do some battle with the legislators. They had to do some battle with the law to get the freedom that we are enjoying in America today. I realize the enemy is coming at us at a different direction, but can I tell you, from the time that I first started in this, there is a far greater freedom and there is a far less fear that someone is going to knock on your door and want to close your school than there was when I began this. I Remember when I, uh, what do they call that? Uh, 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 come on, young people. Uh, uh, you, you say when a person, every time he jumps at something or gets scared, what do you call that? Oh, my. I, I lost that. Someone help me. Paranoid. Thank you, sister. <laughs> paranoid. Man, really paranoid. I can remember when I was so paranoid. Every time I saw a new car that drive up that had a little strange license plate number on it, I wonder who in the world that. I mean, I laid from my health, education, and welfare. That's the wrong one said, hell on wheels. Where they are they from there? Where are they from? Amen. Are they here to close down my school? What they're here for? I can remember going through that. Maybe some of you don't remember those days. But I was there in loneliness that you always was wondering, is that someone coming to close down the school? Someone to try to get the records of your students or the names? I remember one time when there was this little strange car and all it had was like a J, a dash six for an license place number. And it circled our church for a week, about two or three times a day. And I just knew it was a government agent. I mean, I knew they were getting a low down on me. And I knew it wouldn't be long until a Benton County Sheriff's Department and the Warsaw police would be there surrounding my church. And I'd be the next one on the phone. Saying, David Gibbs, would you come? I'm in trouble. Amen. I remember those days. I can laugh and joke about it now. But I remember the days of the fear. And I remember the days of the battle. And what am I trying to say? As we have a free America, it is called something for men and women to have this freedom. And if we continue this, it will cost us something. Amen. I tell you. It was one man, you students could probably help me, his name, I had this all down his name, but his name has slipped my mind now. But there was one man who said the price of liberty was eternal vigilance. I want to tell you, though we're enjoying a little freedom now, and we're enjoying a little relaxation, we want to be cautious, and we want to be careful that they don't slip something in on us, Brother Tommy. Amen. They haven't, they haven't 
surrendered yet. They've just backed up a little bit to regroup. But can I tell you, we're fighting a great cause. But can I tell you, we're fighting an eternal battle. Amen. Can I tell you, that there is nothing that will be greater than our young men that know how to post scripture after scripture and sing the songs of Zion that will know how to raise their hands and let the tears come down their face without embarrassment and know that their tears is not going to mock and make fun of them because they're doing it. It will mean something to you and I if we'll get in the battle and we'll fight it with love. We'll be glad. We'll be glad. Parents, it seems like that I probably don't need to caution you and I don't need to encourage you maybe to back your pastor as what I've heard is good reports not only from this pulpit that I've been in brother uh, while I calls home a few times since the school once or twice anyway since the school's been started and can I tell you I've not heard one negative I've not and I'm no liar but I've not heard one negative report I've not heard one negative thing amen and I'm glad for that I thank God for that will you keep it up will you support it amen and when that child comes home with a report against the school or against one of these monitors or against this pastor will you find out the details before you side with that child will you find out everything involved I heard of one pastor I heard of one pastor I don't really know anything, but I just heard this, but I heard that one pastor stood in the pulpit one Sunday morning amongst the holiness people. I heard this. I don't know. I just heard this. Amen. And I heard that that pastor said that. We've been having just a little minor trouble with some of our young men and, and moms and dads. I'd like for you to go home, talk to them, and if it's your children, would you just take care of it? And I'll never say any more about it. That'll just be it. I heard some moms and dads got up in arms and said, oh, what do you think the way the pastor handles that? I believe I thought he'd done it pretty nice. Probably a lot nicer than I'd done it. Amen. You better keep him because you might get me. And it's probably a lot nicer than the way I would have handled it in my hand. Well, I'm going to try to say something to you. Would you get behind that man and that woman that God put in a party? And will you back them and will you help them? Amen. I know probably the lowest paid lady over here is probably 15000 a year. I mean, you're, you're really helped your family out since you got a problem with the men. I mean, y'all really been doing good, haven't you? I mean, you do, I mean, y'all do get at least 15,000 a year, don't you? We know better than that, don't we? We know better than that, don't we? Why are they sacrificing? Oh, someone will say, the world will say, oh, they've got to be getting something. I mean, they're just not going down there every day and working like that and laboring like that just for the fun of it. They've got to be getting a hold of something. They've been getting something out of it. I mean, they're prosperous. Oh, I tell you, most Christian school I know of, I know very few paid monitors. I tell you, I know very few paid supervisors that get what they need to live on. Hello? I, I tell you, folks, it's a ministry. 
I've been here several years and I don't intend to quit it. I don't see no stopping place. All of my children are out of school. I don't have any children in school. I'll make you mine. Come on now, smile at me, young people, and you'll get me to quit quicker. Oh, they're smiling now. I'll make you mine. But I'll also help you when you have trouble. Amen. I'll pray with you when you're having a spiritual battle. You'll come. Amen. I'm telling you, moms and dads, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it in the end if we'll stand behind it and we'll back it. I hope I haven't kept you too long. I hope I have said something to you tonight that has encouraged you that what you've started here in this church is the greatest thing that has ever happened in this community. You say, oh no, Brother Hughes, you don't know. Uh, the governor come by uh, uh, saw last week. I don't know whether he did or not. Uh, uh, but, oh, you know, we had the president come through here. Not, no, I want to tell you the greatest thing that's ever happened to this community. I want to tell you as far as God Almighty is concerned, the greatest thing that has ever happened to this community is that there was a school start to train the minds of young men and young women to fear God Almighty and to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. Amen. It's the greatest landmark that this community has had in many, many of years. And this church did it. This church started. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. And I want to say that again, if we have freedom, it'll cost us something. Yeah. Amen. That's right. For us to be spiritually free tonight, it costs heaven its master. That's right. For the powers of hell and the forces of darkness for sin to be broken, the eternal Son of God Almighty had to come That's right. and had to bleed and die upon a cruel cross that you and I could be set free from the bondage of sin. Anything and everything that's worth having will cost us something if we get a hold of it. Amen. Freedom costs us. God bless America. God keep America free. I'd like to say this has been a very rewarding evening. These folk have put together a very appropriate program for us and I think it's been enjoyable to be here and I'd like to say in behalf of Brother Wiley and the monitors and the student body and this congregation that we appreciate this time and space in your service this evening for this bit of matter we're going to take care of and I appreciate the student body he brought this before them and they're being willing to consent uh, that we have this space in the program. We appreciate it. We appreciate this school. We appreciate their endeavors. We appreciate their labor of love that's been unfailing and continuing throughout. It has certainly been a blessing to me and mine, to you and yours. And many times folks say, well, uh, we can't afford Christian education. We can't afford not to. We can't afford not to. And while the preparation has gone into this, it has, uh, I think we're made to realize this evening that there have been many hours of labor put into this that you and I have seen this past three hours. And having sat in there 
uh, rehearsal of this a time or two with the PA system and all, uh, I was impressed. I can tell you of the truth. The first day I sat on this, there was tears in my eyes when these children marched in and began to sing and began to do their, their parts one by one. It brought tears to my eyes. And I had to say from my heart, thank you, God, for what we're privileged to be a part of. I thank the Lord for it. And you may say, well, uh, I don't think we ought to have a one-man show. Well, possibly so. But sometimes you come to the place that if it hadn't been for one man, we wouldn't have no show. <laughs> and, uh, it's just that simple. And we appreciate it. We thank God for it. And uh, we are here for the graduation of Jamie Williams, uh, a member of our church, who has also been a student in Holmes Christian School of Fort Smith Free Holmes Church uh, since the fall of 82 and has completed his academic work. And sometimes folks may ask the question, uh, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Well, this is what it's all about. And we appreciate it. And sometimes folks uh, begin to wonder, you know, what, uh, what's this all about? Well, uh, we have came to this point. We've came to this place tonight. We've had the privilege of enjoying what we have this evening, of the presentation that's been given to us. It's been very appropriate, uh, very thorough, and I thank God for it. Uh, but I'd like to say, too, in behalf of our school that we have had through the years, Holmes Christian School, uh, that we appreciate Jamie. Uh, he's been a, a fine young man. And you say, well, has he done everything right? Well, uh, about as right as a lot of young folks have. And I can say of the truth, there has been a marked improvement in him in recent times, and I appreciate that. Not only as the uh, principal of that school for these years, but as his pastor for uh, better than eight and a half years, I can see that there has definitely been some remarkable improvement in his character, uh, in his doing of things, in his sincerity, and settling down and seeking God, and that's very, very commendable. This is what Christian education is all about. Education is a never-ending process. Somebody told us that tonight. Education never ends. I mean, it starts when you come into this world. Uh, you learn that when you get hungry, you cry, and somebody feeds you. You learn, you know, that when you're uh, having other problems and you cry, they'll take care of those. Well, that's the baby stage, you know. Then we come on up through the years, and they learn sometimes by mistake. Sometimes they learn by somebody else leading them, someone else instructing them, telling them, teaching them, and most of all being able to show them. And we appreciate that. And that has brought him to this place and to this point in life as a young man, uh, not just a young man, but a Christian young man. A man that will have the blessings of God in his life if he'll continue on. He'll have the favor of God. He'll have the help of God. And this is what Christian education is all about. This is the bottom line. I mean, this, this is what it comes down to. That uh, somebody said, well, uh, in Christian education, you're not preparing young people to face the world. Well, let's back up and look at that a minute. We're not really preparing them for the world. We're preparing them for heaven. Amen. That's the whole thing. I mean, that's what it's all about. And you may say, well, they're being sheltered. Where in the Bible does it tell you not to shelter them? It does not. But it likewise tells us that we should train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's on the cover of your program tonight. That is the essence of Christian education. 
Like I said, education is a never-ending process. Uh, it doesn't matter how long we live. And just because Jamie receives a diploma of graduation of high school academics tonight, that doesn't mean this ends his education per se. He'll learn new things probably tomorrow, the next day, on down the line. A never-ending process. But as he came to this point and came to this place and has done the necessary achievement and his academics and his pace work, his school work, and has came to this time, I would like to present Jamie Williams with a certificate of graduation. <clears throat> of many that I have achieved this goal, and I acknowledge this with much appreciation. With the unfailing assistance of God, teachers, parents, pastors, and the privilege of Christian education, I have come to this time.